Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. I didn't get the uh, the third email that I was hoping for, so I don't have any intentions in the inbox. But I do have a special intention today. I'll get to that in just a moment. If you have an intention to send in, uh, as I said yesterday and I say every day, I encourage you to do so. You can send them in to Daily Decade Requests at ProtonMail.com. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural, at ProtonMail.com. And offer us an opportunity to pray for you. Uh, you can listen to yesterday's broadcast if you want to get the full spiel and my begging and pleading for uh, for prayer intentions and prayer requests. Uh, if for no other reason than just because I like to pray for people. But uh, I do have an intention today, but before I get into that, I did have one other housekeeping thing I wanted to mention yesterday, uh, which, well, at the time of this recording would have been this morning. Uh, but uh, I have been doing, I've noticed that the audience numbers on the Saturday broadcasts have been low. Part of that is because I set them up to, I scheduled them to go out a while ago. And uh, so I haven't been getting on where we're syndicated on Saturdays and posting them. But I've been doing some back issues of uh, the broadcasts when we were still on Spreaker that haven't come over onto the Anchor platform. And I've been trying to upload them. Those are all back from Series 2. I think that I was on Spreaker for about 11 installments. And so I've got Series 2, 69 through... Uh, 79 it might be it might be through 80 uh, I can't remember which was the first to show up on the on the anchor platform when we switched over but all of those have not been lost to the ether they're still there and of course I haven't deleted anything from the telegram channel so if you want to listen to uh, broadcasts from before from the beginning of series two series one is that's pri- pr- proprietary. Series 1 is only available to those to whom the original broadcasts were made back when we first got this thing off the ground in early 2020. Uh, there was a select group of people that I shared it with, and those people have access to those files still. And honestly, there's not a whole lot that needs to be rehashed going back over those. Uh, so they're gone. But uh, Series 2 is still available starting in the Telegram channel at the very, very beginning and running through all the way to the present. And uh, you'll be able to find some of those on Spreaker. I'm planning on clearing out the Spreaker, shutting it down, just getting rid of it altogether. But before I do that, I want to get those episodes loaded up on Anchor. So on Saturdays, uh, over the next uh, couple of months, you'll see, if you you subscribe to the RSS feed, and we do have one of those, uh, you can find it on the Anchor website, you'll be able to uh, sign up for the RSS feed or subscribe to the RSS feed, put it into whatever podcast app you happen to be using, and you'll get the Saturday uh, installments as well that you can listen to. Um, I I don't have the I I suppose I have all of the abilities, technologically speaking, but I don't have the energy to be able to do a broadcast on Saturdays and another one on Sundays as well. Sunday, I, I wouldn't on principle, but uh, those that's the only broadcast you're going to get on me on Saturday, so uh, enjoy it while it lasts. As for uh, today, which is uh, Friday, uh, the intention that I have, we, we've had a lot of 
uh, intentions recently for uh, men that are kind of trying to find their way and uh, things that have been happening to them in particular. And I thought that today it might be appropriate for us to turn our attention to a lot of young men, um, particularly those that are uh, that are in the uh, in the service of the church or of the age that could be in the service of the church and haven't made a decision as to what to do with their lives yet. I'm far enough along now that I can I have uh, I have more regrets than I have decisions left to make with my life. So uh, you know there's there's things that come down the path, but uh, once you reach a certain point, and you don't have to be that old for it to happen. Uh, you've kind of made all the decisions that you need to make to lock yourself into the path. Life starts out very much as a road and uh, eventually becomes a set of rails uh, before long. And once you've put those rails down, there's not a whole lot of chance of changing them. So making those decisions early on and figuring out where you're supposed to be early on is very important. And I, I hope that this broadcast reaches young men in particular uh, because it, based on what I'm seeing in the anchor stats it's kind of guys in my own range, age range and a little bit younger but uh, I'm hoping that it reaches young men in particular because they have challenges that are facing them that are tremendous in terms of finding women, in terms of uh, discerning vocations in terms of everything that they've got placed in front of them in a world that really does hate them on a visceral level. And as the power of the evil one grows, the challenges that they are going to face are only going to grow with it. And so I, I want to say a special prayer for them. Uh, and I suppose, really, if we're going to pray for all the young men coming up, you ought also to pray for the young women that are coming up that they'll be able to find uh, decent men and remain decent themselves to attract decent men so that in the future we have subsequent generations of large and faithful families to weather out this storm that we're now in the midst of. So uh, we'll pray for, uh, for direction and uh, we'll pray for protection for those that are uh, coming into adulthood right now in our faith. That they not lose the faith and that they keep themselves faithful not merely to our religion taught to us but to all of those ethics and morals which make up the active life of a good Christian. Now today is Friday, so we'll go ahead and pray in Latin today. In nomine Patris, Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, quies in Ceris, sanctificator nomen Tuum, adveniat regnum Tuum, fia voluntas Tua, sicur in Cielo et in Terra, panam Nostrum quotidianam da nobis hodie, et de midi nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos de minimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, 
Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, Fidio et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat principio et nunc et semper et et saecula saeculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, Vita Roceno et Spes Nostre, Salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filia evi, ad te suspiramus, gementes et flentes in hac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, illos tuas misericordes oculos ad nos converte, et iesum, beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O Clemens, O Pia, O Dulci Virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, Sancta Dei Genetrix, ut digni officiamor promissionibus Christi. Oremus. 
For forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. For all the young people, young men and young women, who know not the will of God, but desire to serve it, that they may keep clear consciences, pure lives, a Christian spirit, and be prepared to face martyrdom, wet and dry, in the face of the enemies of God. St. Maria Goretti, pray for us. Good guidance for all the young people from the elders of the church and of their communities St. Joseph patron of the church pray for us for all of us in our daily struggles St. Michael the Archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil may God rebuke him we humbly pray and do thou O Prince of the Heavenly Host by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacratissimum Cordiesum, miserere nobis. Sacratissimum Cordiesum, miserere nobis. Sacratissimum Cordiesum, adveniat regnum tuum. In nomine Patris, Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. On that last note with the uh, most sacred heart of Jesus, don't forget... Today is a first Friday, and if you have the opportunity to go to Mass, you should. And that, that'll be the last little public service announcement that I have on this particular broadcast. Today, I wanted to talk about something that had grabbed my attention uh, that I heard on the, uh, the show that headlines the site that hosts us, uh, one of our syndicates, uh, or syndicators. Are we the syndicate? Are they, we're, we're syndicated with them. But anyway, the, one of the websites that hosts us is ExodusAmericanus.com, which is really a fantastic show put together by two very godly men uh, who, whose primary audience is the, the, the American working man. And I think that they're doing marvelous work uh, towards that end and bringing uh, ordinary men uh, to Christ in a general way. And they've been kind enough to host this on their uh, platform in order to uh, bring the rosary to all of these men and uh, I can't think of a, a more wonderful thing to do than to help bring the rosary to people so I'm very grateful to have them and they were talking about something uh, just yesterday well I was listening to it just yesterday I think they actually recorded it last weekend they were talking about the idea of second guessing yourself and it struck me for the first time really I've always heard, and I'm sure you have as well, how despair is a function of pride. It's reflective of a proud soul to be despairing. And I, it always seemed odd to me. I've worked it out in my mind a couple of ways. I believe the priests that have told me that. But I've never really grasped why despair is uh, an action of, of pride. Part of it is the lack of trust uh, in God. 
uh, and the failure to believe in him, that makes sense to me. But how that's necessarily always a function of pride, I can see someone being so proud as to think God, they know better than God, and the fact that God isn't letting them do things the way they want to do them is why things aren't going to work out for them, or someone who thinks so lowly of themselves that they think that they alone are uh, unsavable by God, then I suppose if you believe that you're unsavable, you probably, well, I was about to say if you believe you're unsavable, then you probably are, but no one is. Everyone is capable of repentance. Uh, the sin against the Holy Ghost is the failure to repent. The chief sin against the Holy Ghost is failure to repent uh, because it closes one off from salvation. If you cannot repent of your sins, you, you cannot be saved. But this clarified things for me when they started talking about second-guessing and how, you know, when we think about things, you've got an embarrassing, I've got several of them, you've got embarrassing stories from 10, 20 years ago, and they come up in your mind as you're trying to fall asleep and you just can't get rid of them. And you can go through them 15 times, and the, the French have this thing called l'esprit d'escalier, the spirit of the stairway, where you suddenly remember what you ought to have said, and you would have clinched the argument, you know? And you have those moments, but no matter what you do and no matter how much you think, you'll never be able to change the decision that you made. You'll never be able to undo what you've done for good or for ill. It simply is impossible. And uh, one of the hosts made an observation, and I, I hope he listens to this. I don't know. He's, he's orthodox, so I don't know how much he listens to the rosary broadcast. I wish he would. Might bring him along the way a little ways. <laughs> but he had highlighted, you know, God, everything is thought to God. When God thinks of something, it is. And we are made in the image and likeness of God, and so we behave like ones whose reality is carried in thought. We think, and that thought carries with it a certain reality to it, a certain weight within our own imaginations. And this is part, I mean, the, the Bible warns explicitly against the imaginings of, of the heart, because they create a false reality. Because we cannot change what's going on around us here. But when we backtrack and second guess and try to relive these moments and find new solutions to them, we're not accomplishing anything. Obviously, you're not changing anything. But you are entertaining a sort of uh, fantasy that you are God and that by thinking these things, the reality changes. You change the reality in your mind. It may be unconscious, it's on a lower level, but that's what you're doing. You're putting yourself in the place of God who, upon thinking about something, can change it inalterably because God is eternal. And so, anything like that, he thinks of something, and it is, or it is not. All in the mind of God, and all of us are in the mind of God. But we cannot change anything, past or future, only what is right now, here, in front of us. And we're called to think in that way. We're called to think in terms of what we can do to live a Christian life in this moment. Now, that's not to mean that we don't look ahead to the future. Of course, we all expect the resurrection. We have faith about certain things. We plan, as is prudent, 
for whatever may be coming down the road, uh, especially if we have those responsible under our responsibility and our care. But in terms of Christian living, it does us no good to plan and say, tomorrow I'll give, I'll give alms. Next week, I'll pray for her. The, I'll go to Mass next Easter. It does us no good to plan for that because God has not promised you next Easter. He hasn't pro- even promised you the sunrise tomorrow. And so to live a Christian life is to live whatever you are living right now in front of you. And to be Christian is to be Christian to whomever is standing in front of you right now, even if that's yourself. And so when we dwell too much in the future and we attempt to change it, or we dwell too much in the past and we attempt to change it in our minds, what we're doing is we're occupying a place that only God properly occupies. We're actually committing the same sin, or we are entertaining the same sin, that God has cast out of Eden in the first place, which is to become like God, to know what is right, what should be done, and what should not be done, and to be sudden, to disobey God. The knowledge of good and evil, said the serpent, would make Adam and Eve like God, and they couldn't resist that. They were already so like God. He had created them in his image and likeness. They were exactly as they were meant to be by him. But they decided, just as Satan decided when he fell, that they could do a better job at being God than God. That they desired, that, or maybe not so much that, but they desired that for themselves. I was, I've been reading the child's catechism to uh, my eldest who's uh, preparing to uh, move on. And I think I've mentioned it on the show before. It's preparing to receive First Holy Communion. And uh, the, the, the children's catechism is very nice. It's very simple. And it, it says of Adam and Eve that they loved themselves more than God. And that's true. And that's precisely what we do when we backtrack over things. What's done is done. You can either take what God has given you now at this point in your life. You can either take what you have done with your life and you can move forward with God, trusting in God, or you can go back over everything that you've done before in this vain attempt to undo it in your mind, to create this alternate reality that is different than the one that God has placed you in, the one that you have placed yourself in by your actions and your thoughts and that God has sustained. You can either attempt to be like God, to be a God, which is a vain attempt. No human being could be a God. You can, we can pass it through the Senate. It won't make it so. Look at all the emperors they deified. Where are they now? They're nothing but clay and dust. Well, they're worse off than that. You can't deify yourself. You can't change the reality of yourself. Only God can do that. And so there's, so why dwell on the mistakes of the past? If only I hadn't. Well, you did. And now the question before you is what to do with that in the eyes of God? Here I have disobeyed God. How can I 
make that better. It's something that should spur repentance rather than something that should be reflected upon as something that you change. Rather like Peter, we should become aware of ourselves and weep bitterly. And thereafter, go on to do what God has judged is our task. Or uh, a better, or like David, have mercy on me, O God, according to thy great mercy, and according to the multitude of thy uh, compassions, blot out my transgressions. And David goes through all of his transgressions. It's in, in sin did my mother bear me. That's in Psalm 50. He goes through all of it, right back to the very beginning. And after that, he goes on from there. His repentance there is absolute. That's the nature of that psalm. That's why it's a psalm. It is perfect penitence. And it gained David what he needed to go on ruling in the name of God. And so, we, like David, move on from our errors. Whether they're social errors, in which case they're social errors. Value not the opinions of men. Thomas Akempis says in the, in the Imitation of Christ. Value the opinion of God. Make right what sins you have committed, if you can make them right, but you cannot undo them. And once they are absolved and you've done penance for them, blot them out from your mind. Because all they are after that is just the devil pricking and prodding at you. Trying to make you remember everything you've done wrong. Trying to make you a, a worse Christian, someone who dwells on himself too much. And doesn't dwell enough on God. Sorry for these long pauses. It's been a, uh, it's, I don't mean to interrupt, but it is a little bit busy out here on the road. I've had to make a couple of maneuvers to avoid uh, uh, some traffic issues. I know this has been, this is probably running longer than it really should, and I may cut this out at the end, but uh, part of that is because of these long pauses that have been in there interrupting my thoughts. But to wrap the whole thing together, despair of salvation and second-guessing are ultimately prideful acts. I, 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 I drew this conclusion, and I may be wrong, but it seemed helpful to me to reflect on it. These are prideful acts because they put us in the place of God. They put the decision-making power in our hands. It, it doesn't, of course. It doesn't actually change anything. We can't damn or save ourselves any more than we can change what happened 20 years ago in our lives. You, you, you simply can't do it. But you can change this perception of reality in your mind. Demons love to do that. That's why there's all of these uh, these delusional and, and mentally damaged people running around thinking that they're men thinking that they're women, women thinking that they're men, the men and men getting together and doing things that they should only be doing with women and only with their wives. All of these are deep mental delusions and they're placed there by demons who want to make of us gods. I determine with my body my choice. What's more diabolical than that? The notion of autonomy at all. The claim of autonomy. None of us has autonomy. God created us for a purpose. We are free insofar as we fulfill that purpose. We are slaves to our own 
passions otherwise. Our freedom of will is only free when it is free to choose good. And we are never free to choose good when we are enslaved to the passions. We can't break away from them. And all this quest for physical autonomy leaves us spiritually bound. Wanting to change the past ultimately is no different than wanting to change the, your biological endowments. And it's the same function of pride as what happened in the garden. And so my prayer is that all of us should be liberated from all of our regrets, all of our past mistakes, with repentance and with trust in God going forward that we will not try to arrogate to ourselves what he has reserved to himself and for our own good, and that we will therefore walk in his footsteps and follow his path until we dwell with him in eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.